Hey, Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Gary? Good. Uh, you know, I used you as an example um, of one of the issues that needs to be addressed in this industry, and that is miscommunication, misunderstandings, but also potentially uh, marketing miscommunications as well. Um, I'm referring to episode 1150 of my Rants and Rays videocast. This is Gary Kay. You're watching me live, and I have a special guest on today. Cody, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Cody Hine. I'm a new product development engineer for AV Pro Edge. All right, and AV Pro Edge, for those people that don't know, what do they do? Uh, so we manufacture audio video distribution equipment, um, and we work closely with other people like Meridio to make HDMI test equipment and items to help installers get their audio and video distributed through residential and commercial installations. And what is it, avproedge.com, right? Yeah, avproedge.com. Exactly. All right. So what we're referring to is in uh, a couple weekends ago, there was a, uh, a, a Sunday uh, Twitter group that gets, that gets together every once in a while talking about issues in and around the industry. You posted a tweet, which I posted in episode 1150. I'm not going to show it here because I want you to go watch that episode. Um, you posted a tweet that basically said, you know, was talking about AV over IP. The whole discussion was about interoperability. And you posted a tweet, and I'm going to summarize, uh, uh, basically, that said something like, you know, SDVOE and IPMX are great, potentially. But the problem with SDVOE um, is that it leaves a lot of, um, uh, although an ecosystem, it leaves a lot for interpretation by the manufacturers because they can sort of modify their equipment. So therefore, it's not truly interoperable, meaning that you can't have anyone's transmitter work with anyone's receivers if the manufacturer has changed the controller, for example. And your point was well taken, uh, and, but it, at the same time, there is interoperability in SDVOE, and I, you and I are gonna argue this out here, right here live on Rave TV. Uh, there is interoperability in SDVOE if the manufacturers treat it right and do what the what SDVOE Alliance wants them to do. But unfortunately, Coded, in, one, in that sense, you are right because there are manufacturers that aren't doing it, keeping an open ecosystem. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, the, the point of the conversation, I mean, you can look back, um, HGBase T was another great example. The, the mm -hmm. specs all say, hey, here's how everything works. And if everyone follows the specifications to a T, everything should be interoperable. But what we end up with, with a lot of these uh, more open or aligned standards is a little bit of wiggle room on the manufacturer side. So, you know, we've been inv heavily involved with HDBase-T. Um, we're also, also now involved with SDVOE. So we know how it's supposed to work and how things should work. But the, the reality is they're, they're kind of loose specs. So manufacturers can decide, hey, I'm going to take my software and my hardware and I'm going to make it so they only work together. Um, you know, you have the SDVOE API, which is an open standard. You can go look at it. So yeah. to, um, to, the, to their point, um, you can absolutely say if it was an unadulterated SDVOE implementation, there is interoperability. Um, but that's not the reality that's out there. Um, you, you do see, I would say, probably a majority of them should work together. But you do have manufacturers out there that aren't aren't allowing them to interop with other manufacturers. Give me an example. Give me an example of one of them. Um, I don't, I can't name a specific manufacturer off the top of my head and I don't, I don't want to okay. make enemies out there with that. But um, I do know that I've been on site some installations where this point is the control software that, and that's the biggest piece here, that, that, that control piece, right. that control processor that sits on there needs to control all the encoders and decoders. And 
the right. that's that's where the main issue lies. His example was spot right. on about what typically happens. Um, if you had a developer out there that made software to interrupt them together, most of the time the restriction isn't necessarily on the encoders or decoders. They they can be, um, but most of the time it's in the control software. But a, the yeah. typical installer that's out there installing these in the field, they're not they're not developing that software from scratch or for an installation. Yeah. So it's not gonna it's not gonna be feasible, um, even though it might be possible. Yeah, and what I think, and I agree with you, HDBase-T, um, this was very complicated in the beginning because they promoted this five-play system and not everybody had all five, right? They, some of them had two, some had three. Uh, and so what HDBase-T ultimately does is publish a directory of, of what each manufacturer actually produces and what's compatible with what. And I think what you're proposing is, is twofold. SDVA needs to do the same thing. Um, and second part of that is, hey, why don't we all have an interoperable, truly interoperable AV over IP system? So I'm guessing you're more of a fan of IPMX. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm more of a fan. Um, I am heavily interested in, in AV Pro just looking into joining that Ames Alliance, which manages IPMX yeah. to kind of help further it. You know, that is still relatively new. It's in its infancy um, and it has a lot of maturation right. before it can reach the levels of SDVOE. So right now, SDVOE is definitely where like real products can exist. IPMX has a long way to go, um, but right. they're, they're, you know, they require that interoperability communication. You can't lock it down. Um, you know, yeah. so if that matures and, and makes it through to actual real products people can install, I, I would love to go down the IPMX road more than SDVOE. Um, but it's just, it, it's more about like the communication of just saying like, hey, maybe manufacturers should say, hey, this is built on SDVOE, but it's not interoperable, you know, and, and they don't want to necessarily be forthcoming as a manufacturer. It's it's hard, you know, I'm an engineer, <laughs> so I can speak bluntly about it. But, you know, if you talk to a marketing team, they don't want to go out of their way to tell you that something doesn't work with everything else. You have, you know, they want you to just say, hey, buy our ecosystem, buy into it, install everything from us, and it's easy. Um, but at the end of the day, especially right now, you look at the current state of, uh, you know, supply chains, there's no guarantee I can get the same parts from the same manufacturer. Right. I might have to try and mix and match. And that's where this discussion kind of stemmed from is how do we, how do we have open interoperability for solving that problem? And how does that correlate with these ecosystems and alliances that manufacturers like us are participating in? I, I think that you, you had some really good advice there. The biggest piece of advice I, I got out of that was remember that marketing people write product specifications, engineers write user's manuals. So the re reality of the situation is maybe trust the user's manual more than the marketing literature. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, the marketing pages, you know, if you look on them and, and I usually, I personally scroll right to the spec sheets. Otherwise you get all those graphics yeah. and things they're, they're trying to. And you hope that the engineering department wrote the spec sheets, but at the same time, sometimes the specs are manipulated here and there, right? It depends on, depends on the size of the manufacturer. So uh, smaller <laughs> manufacturers, typically the engineers are the ones doing it. Larger ones, uh, usually they're given a document, the marketing team makes it all nice and pretty and may fluff it up a little bit. But for the most part, I would trust the spec documents and, and get product in. Um, absolutely, if you can, if possible, uh, test bench everything yeah. before you send it out to the field and find out on site that something's not going to be interoperable or not going to work. Um, challenges and are... And it's a call out to... Sorry about that. Go ahead. I was say the challenges, you know, if, you, if you're on site trying to replace something that died and you can't get that anymore, that's where that's where the present day, that's what I see a lot when we get calls, like, how can we make this work? Because 
you know, manufacturer A and B it's don't been discontinued together. Yeah. Or just yeah. unavailable temporarily. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is a call out to the Ames Alliance. Here's a great guy you could put on your committee to help create the new standard for AV over IP if it gets if it gets adopted. There's like you said, there's a long way to go and a lot of work to do. Cody, thanks for joining me and I appreciate your being a guinea pig and a willingness to kind of let me put your tweet out there. I want I'm gonna encourage you all to go watch episode 1150 because Justin Kennington, the uh, the director of all of SDVOE, the SDVOE Alliance uh, executive director uh, addressed what Cody said in his tweet. Now Cody's directing it, uh, directing, uh, uh, respond, directly responding himself. So you, I appreciate your willingness to be out there. And uh, as, a, as a thank you, I'm gonna send you a rave super fan pack. So I got to get your shirt size and make sure we get that to you. And I wanna thank all of you for watching and listening to today's episode of Rants and Raves. Cody, have a great day. Thank you, you guys as well. Rain, rain, rain. With rants and rain.